Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Our web address for our radio stations is... um... So now you put me on. Thank you so much for that, Brad. Just Good a morning, bit. everyone. This is BS in the morning. Just a little I bit. I am Brad. He is Shelly. Just a little and bit. And together we make BS in the morning. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, Just a little, little bit. bit of BS. I still can't believe they're playing on that in WIL. Can you believe that? That they're not or they are? No, they are. You know, they wouldn't play Blanco Brown. They wouldn't play Little Nas X. But, you know, when, when, when Blanco Brown was the number one country song in the country and they wouldn't play it. And and remember the the little Nas X thing. It got up to like nineteen on the uh, on the uh, the pop uh, charts. Yeah, and then they took it off the country chart. Oh well, it's not really country. I mean, you know, who's the person that says that? If like like let's say let's say if Frank Sinatra came back to life and Frank Sinatra did a duet with Florida Georgia Line and uh, he really put the twang in his voice. Would they not say, well, Frank Sinatra is not country. We can't have him on the country charts. I mean, who who's the person that decides that? Of course, you know, I've given you this inside baseball thing with uh, the American Top 40 with Ryan Seacrest, which is like they own the ranking company, so they can make any song they want. It's called Media Base. They bought, they bought Media Base. iHeart owns Media Base. So it's not like they have an independent company like Billboard. And there have been instances where the number one song on Billboard, and I can... I mean, in the last couple of years, I can tell you three or four instances where the number one song, top 40 song on Billboard, is not even on Casey, or not, uh, Ryan Seacrest's American Top 40. How can that be? How can that be? How can one song be on one chart, be the number one song in the country, and it's not even on the other chart? And it's the same chart. It's the same genre, the same music. It's not like one's country and one's, you know, jazz or something like that. I just don't get it. A lot of things I don't get. Like... Well, I won't get into that right now. Boy, I'll tell you what. This thing with the mask thing is getting so confusing. You know what happened last night in St. Louis County? We'll talk about no. this. We'll talk about this next hour. They okay. had they had a you know, Monday the day before yesterday, they had the big thing where where Dr. Page put the, the mask mandate back, back in St. Charles County inside. And I have to admit to right. you. Right, St. Louis County. I'm like so confused because, I mean, I'm all over the place in a day. And there's days when I'm in five counties in one day. You know what I mean? I'm in St. Louis County, St. Charles County, Warren County, Franklin County, you know, even sometimes Lincoln County, you know, in like in one day, okay? And I'm like, okay, let me think, what county am I in? Do I have to wear a mask? <laughs> you have to sort of go through the mental <laughs> gymnastics of, okay, what's the local jurisdiction want me to do here? Do I have a mask? Do I put a crash helmet on? You know, do I wear my jock strap in this county? You know, I mean, what what am I supposed to do here? You know, that kind of thing. And um, so I went into a quick trip in St. Louis County last night, and I walked in, and when I'm in there, I'm buying my, my donut, you know, because you get your donuts after 3 o'clock. They're stale donuts. They're only 75 cents. And you get the chocolate long johns, which normally are a buck and a half, so it's like half price. So I go in there, and when I'm buying the thing, I realize, oh, my God, I don't have my mask on. And I say to the lady, I'm sorry, I don't have a mask. She says, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, okay. Anyway, had the county council meeting last night, and 5 to 2, the county council ruled to override Sam Page's mandate. So supposedly this morning, if you head into St. Louis County, or if you are in St. Louis County, and you go inside a any kind of a building, because the rule was inside, which meant that if you were like, you know, anywhere in a building, you have to have your mask on. Well, 
Now they're saying they're going to appeal at the court. So I don't understand. What do you think it is right now? You know what? Here's what we need. We need Steve Elman and Mike Elam to have a hostile takeover of St. Louis County. They should just come and ride, come riding in on their on their on their Ford F one fifty pickup trucks because you know, God, you know, I could tell you, I could tell you a funny story about Steve. Then that would mean they'd have to cross over the Green Bridge. <laughs> yeah, right. Steve Elman told me the funniest story. You, you, you. He's a funny guy. He really is. He's a good guy. But he told yeah. me he told me a story when he was a young man, not married, and he was dating. He told me a funny dating story, which is like you know, like. You know, first off, the guy is human, okay? He's not like one of these politicians like a Nancy Pelosi. This, you go like, okay, is there a robot inside there? You know, I mean, are you a real person? Are, you know, is are you being programmed? He's swell. I mean, he's just a good, a good guy. Why do you sound sort of hollow this morning? I don't know. Are your speakers turned up? Almost sounds like you got some feedback going on. I do? Yeah, it doesn't sound your normal, clean, crisp you know, refreshing, effervescent self. You sound a little bit hot. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah, what did you do? I just moved my microphone up. Oh, yeah, 100% better. Okay, anyway. Uh, got lots of stuff to talk about this morning. Effervescent. <laughs> Funny. God, I got a whole list of stuff to talk about this morning. Okay, now. We'll talk about it. Okay, here's our segment for Radio Poop, which I'm going to repurpose as part of the podcast, okay? Okay. Your buddy, you like this guy. I think I've only met him once. The fish man. What's he call himself? Oh, Jimmy Fish. Yeah. It's yeah, real, from he, the Viper. Right. His what? But that, what is he, he has a name? Is he call himself Jimmy Fish on the air? Um, I don't. I, I I don't know. His name is. I just know him as Jimmy Fish. His real name is Jim Fishback. Jim Fishback. S F I S H B A C H. Yeah, really good at what he does. Right. Guess what? What? He's not at the Viper anymore. Where's he going? Yes. Jeff or Tracy? <laughs> Tracy. Is is he? Yes. And he's already and she's already got these these promos that he's cut. Can I can I do one? Sure. Okay. And and once again, I'm not making fun of the guy. This is like the genre. If you listen to the Viper, it's like the guy's mad. I'm I'm telling you, listen to the Viper. We're we're the best radio station around. We play all this crappy modern rock that nobody's ever heard before. But you know what? Get stoned, roll a fat one, and get into the Viper. You're gonna love it. Okay, he's doing the same. Thank thing. you for that. He's doing the same thing for for Rick and Tracy on on their new talk station, which is yet to go on the air. He's doing like. It's talk the way you want it. Yes, we sound like we're pissed off because we are. Because our transmitter's not on the air yet. But yet, we can run these promos. We can sound like we're mad. It's Real Talk 93.3. Okay, so where's his promo? It's on her Facebook page. They're videos. They're videos of the logo, and it's his him doing the, I'm Jim Fish, and I'm pissed. Do I sound like I'm happy? No, I'm not happy because I'm in a studio. It's a little tiny studio, and I got to talk into this microphone, and they'd give me the script to read, and I don't like it. That's why I sound like this. I'm not happy. Okay. <laughs> he's not like that, but okay. Uh, but I know he's not like that. That's what's funny about it is when, when he does the thing, I see... It's it's like the same thing in Casey. Listen to Casey. He, the guy he puts comes. The microphone real close up, and he's like, 
Right. The, the, the guy, he's like Darth Vader the microphone. <laughs> right. Tracy, I am your father. No. <laughs> No, but, but, but I'm the, not even going to go there. The same thing on Casey. The guy comes on and he's like this, Casey 95. Yeah, we're mad at you. We're, we're mad because you listen. They've always done that. We, you though. listen for free. We want you to send us $10 in the mail. Otherwise, we're going to turn the transmitter off. Yeah, we're mad. Casey 95. I'm a pissed off image voice. I don't like you. Don't listen to this station. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> why why is that and you know why is that they all sound like that you know the the you know the the classic rockers the guy's mad there's a guy and i've you heard this guy before he does a lot of national stuff and matter of fact he used to do um i think he was the voice when we used to run camera it might have been was it the kansas city chiefs i can't remember what what we we're doing and he was like the network image guy and he's got this big voice like this and he sounds like he just woke up i've just got out of bed and i'm here to tell you you're listening to the kansas city chiefs yes i'm so tired i have to smoke a big doobie to get out of bed yes kansas city chiefs you're in rare form today brad i have to tell you (laughs) but uh, you know the one thing about it is that I learned from a radio master years ago. A radio master. Who is that? I won't say who, uh, because because he's still around, and I don't want to make make his head any bigger than it is. So I'll just leave it at that. He said, "The mark of a true communicator is someone who can get on the radio and sound like they're sitting in the passenger seat of your car with you, and they're talking to you." And I thought to myself, man, that you know, that is sort of interesting because the idea. And I told, remember the, I told you the Fred Zelanko story. Fred Zelanko, when he got hired by, I think I told this story, when he got hired by Jack Carney years ago at Camo X, he was like right out of college. He's a twenty-two year old kid, and he was he was Jack Carney's producer. If you know who Jack Carney was, he was like this incredibly yeah. talented talk radio guy who ruled St. Louis radio. Uh, unfortunately, he did. And fortunately died way too early in a diving accident. He Well, it wasn't really an accident. He had a heart attack. He was getting ready to go on a trip with his wife. They were going down the Caribbean, and he was getting certified as, with a scuba license, whatever you get for scuba stuff. And he was in a someplace out in West County getting trained, and he had a heart attack and died. Uh, anyway, um, Fred Zelanko told me the story that when he got hired by Jack Carney, Jack Carney says, okay, here's your job. You sit on the other side of the glass, and it was two different studios. Jack Carney sat in one studio, and Fred was in the, the studio, like, you know, big, you know, like, you watch, like, the old Fraser show, you know, that kind of thing. You know, producer, engineer on one side, talent on the other side. In our case, talent in, 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 in quote marks between you and I. Anyway, so he said that, that his job was to always look at Jack. When Jack was talking, Jack would look him in the eye and talk. And Jack explained to him that when I get on the air, I'm not talking to thousands of people. I'm talking to one person. I'm looking at you, Fred, and I'm talking to you. And I always thought that was, you know, and I've heard that story before. And I always thought that was fascinating because of the fact that, you know, you and I sit in these little studios. There's nobody in here. It's just us by ourselves. And you and I are in the same building. You and I are like Shelly's Shelley's in Ladue. She's in this, you know, third floor of her castle in Ladue. And I'm in Kinlock, you know, uh, where, you know, matter of fact, if, if every once in a while, it used to be when I had my studio in Kinlock, you'd hear the planes come over. But 
they don't have any planes light at Lambert anymore. <laughs> at least until seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Normally, this would be a BS kind of thing, but he is so spot on. It's so today. sad. I'll never forget the day I went to that seminar, and the FAA guy was. I went to this pilot seminar, and the FAA guy was saying, "Yeah, and on Saturday, you, you know, you can fly your your one your Cessna one fifty two in Lambert and do a full stop on the runway and check back off again, and there's no landing fee." And I went up to the guy, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a minute. You're telling student pilots they can land in Lambert? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because us traffic controllers." Up in there, an air traffic control tower. We get pretty bored, so we decided we made a deal with with the city that if you don't pull off the runway, because there's landing fees in Lambert. You know, when you land a plane in Lambert, they charge you. You know, depending on what side of plane stuff like that, you get charged when you take off. There's a takeoff fee, the whole bid. So the deal was, as a student pilot, you can land at Lambert on the runway, do a complete full stop, and as long as you don't pull off in the taxiway, you don't get charged. And then you can, and I'm going like. Aren't you, like, busy on the weekends? Oh, there's nothing happening on the weekend. Nobody, you know, we, there are hours go by. Nobody lands at Lambert And anymore. it really does seem like that, but <laughs> I know it's, they aren't busy. It's sad. I mean, that used to it be. It is. Lambert used to be, like, one of the top ten airports in the country. I don't. It did. I don't think we make it into the top 50 anymore, Shelly. I'll have to look that up. And by the way. What? I've got an interesting thing that Mike Cotton sent me this morning from the Social Security Administration. Um, let me guess that your number is on file and it's being <laughs> yeah. um, inspected as we speak and no. shame on you. And if you don't pay this money, no, that's... they're going to disconnect your social security number. <laughs> no, yeah, it's one of the robocalls where, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, where you get to go, hi, this is Inspector Smith and your social security number has been, uh, what do they say, has been, uh, uh, what do they say, uh, temporarily inactivated or some crap like that it's like and not krap but crap okay um now hold hold let me, let me go into my let me go into my uh, former viper uh real talk 933 voice shelly we're going to be right back after we play these commercials on westplex 107.1 ksoq and crap 1350 how'd i do excellent it's 625. It's BS in the morning. I am Brad. She is Shelly. You know, I think I got that right for change, didn't I? It's been a while, but yeah, you did. <laughs> That's why it's called BS. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And this was Shelly's dream, what, three years ago now? Shelly kept saying, yes. you're Brad, I'm Shelly. We need to have this show called called SB in the morning. I go, Shelly, I think it'd probably be better if it were BS in the morning. Oh, what a great idea, Brad. That's just how it went down, too. <laughs> You know, I, I don't want to make fun of Shelly because you know what my motto is. You know, you know, and you know who says it best. You know, you know who says it best. Who? There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. How long have you known me? Um, eight and a half years. How many times have you heard me say whatever a man can do, woman can do better? Uh, almost daily, actually. <laughs> and I truly believe that. I am. A, I know you do. I am not a male chauvinist oinker. I'm one of these guys that, like, I think the world would be better if we didn't have Sam Page, if we had a woman who was the the um, the uh, county executive. Although, I'm not exactly sure I would endorse a woman as a mayor for Chicago because we already have one of those. And she said, she's, she's at it again. Was it last month or was it was it in May? Where she came out with this thing where she was no longer going to allow any reporters to interview her unless they were uh, female or of color. 
I remember that. No, yes, I think it was longer than a month, though. No white dudes can interview her. And I remember. I remember that coming out. Yes, she got she got interviewed just like was it Monday, Tuesday? I think it was this week. And somebody asked her that. Is that still in effect? She says, "Yeah." And she says that the the press corps in Chicago is too white and too male. You know, I guess what's frustrating to me is that I thought Dr. Martin Luther King, I have to go back and listen. You know, you ever listen to any of his speeches? They're all over uh, YouTube. You can find a bunch of them. I mean, he was an incredible orator. I mean, I mean, I mean, I can feel the energy to this day. And he's been dead for what? 30, 40 years now. I can still feel the man's energy. And remember, he's one. I have to find that speech, the famous speech where, where he almost sounds like he's starting to cry. And, I mean, to this day, I was, I was a punk kid when he made that speech. Actually, I wasn't. I was in my 40s when he made that speech back in the 60s. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> anyway. Um, but his whole thing was, we don't judge people by the color of their skin. And that's why I don't get this current thing that's going on. Like, I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Now, I get the fact that there's been, you know, there was slavery in our country. I get the fact that there still is discrimination, but there's discrimination on so many levels. I mean, you know, like, for example, if I drive to a uh, country club in Ladue and I drive into one, uh, up there with one of my hoopties with the muffler hanging down, guess what? They're probably not, like, they're not going to let me park in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have a beamer. They're going to make you walk 12 miles. <laughs> right. I don't have a beamer or a seven. That happened when I go, when it went to Tracy's thing. Did I, did I tell that? When I went to, no. Tracy, went to Tracy's thing last week, last Thursday, and I drove up there with my hoopty. They have valet parking. And the valet said, sir, you're going to have to park across the street. I did. I parked across the street. Did he really say that to you? I swear. I had to park my hoopty across the street. And I said to him, I go, dude, this is my $300 car. You want me to go back and get my $500 car? <laughs> and, and you you think I'm kidding? Shelly knows the truth. I have a three hundred dollar car and a five hundred dollar car. The three hundred does three hundred dollar car showed up at my place on the back of a tow truck. The five hundred dollar car was was the hand me down car, which started as my wife's car, and then it became my daughter's car. Then it became my one son's car, and then my second son's car. And ended up in Kansas City. Moved to Kansas City, and I told him, I said, "You don't sell that car. Before you sell that car, call me." I'll buy it. So he calls me. It was a couple years ago. And he says, Dad, I'm, I bought a new car. You told me to call call you if you if you wanted to want to buy the car. I go, I do. He says, it's in the parking lot of our apartment complex. It's dead. I go, really? He says, yeah. He says, it doesn't run. He says, gonna, you're going to need to get a trailer to trailer it back to St. Louis. I said, well, I'll tell you what. How about this weekend I drive over there and I'll throw my tools in the back of the car and we'll just, you know, I'll just see if I can get started. He says, won't run. He says, we tried. It's dead in the parking lot. Matter of fact, license plates are expired in the, in the apartment complex. Said they're going to tow it out of there. I don't get it out of there soon. Okay, fine. So I load up tools in my car and throw a battery, go buy a brand new battery. I thought to myself, any money, the battery is just dead. Now, keep in mind, my son is an electrical engineer, right? He has a double E degree from Mizzou. You would think that with a double E degree, he'd be able to think, hmm, maybe the battery's dead, right? <laughs> But no. So I load up my car and thinking, you know, I leave at like six o'clock in the morning, get there like 10, you know, wake him up. He's still asleep. Hey, come on, man. We got to, I want to, you know, I don't have all day. You know, if I'm going to try to get this thing fixed, I want to be able to turn around and go back home before midnight, you know, that kind of a thing. So he comes down. I get in a car, dead. 
I get at my jumper cables. I jump it. It starts right up. <laughs> so I'm going like that's about right. I'm going like Blake. I think the battery's dead. Oh well, how did you do? I go. I put jumper cables on. See those wires? They connect my battery to that dead one. And I go. I just by chance bought a battery. Uh, you know, yesterday it's thinking the battery might be dead. So I changed the battery. Ten minutes later, I'm done. Hey, let's go have lunch. So <laughs> we had lunch. Then I drove back. And then that, I think that was like, that was in November. And then I told him, I said, here's what I'm going to do. On Thanksgiving Day, I'm going to I'm gonna ride the train up. And I'm going to get the train. I have never been on Amtrak between St. Louis and Kansas City. And it was beautiful. By what, what a cool way to go. A lot of times you ride along the, Missis, uh, the Missouri River. Beautiful views. Uh, and, and you see crazy stuff. And the train station in Kansas City, you actually go to the Union Station in Kansas City. You don't go to, like, the Amshack, you know, like in downtown St. Louis. You know, you ever hear that? They called the Amshack. They used to, it's much better now. It used to be called literally the Amshack. It was like it was like they took a double wide that, that like, somebody didn't take care of, like, you know, like out in the country, out in Warren County, some double wide that they were going to, like, run a bulldozer over. And, mm-hmm. and they took it downtown, and that was the Amshack. That's where you picked up the train. Anyway, so... I, he picks me up at Union Station on Thanksgiving Day, and uh, you know I got him. I guess I get in town around two o'clock. His wife and him took me up in their apartment, had a nice Thanksgiving dinner, and I said, "Okay, time to leave." And he's going like, "You're really going to drive that thing back?" I go, "Yep." I drove it back, and one of the tires was I had to fill the tire, air in the tire a couple times. Here is Thanksgiving Day, and that was when that was when I was driving because he lived in Kansas, Lenexa, Kansas, and I came across, and I'm and I and I went through the back way. I came out on the south side on you know I came on the Amtrak, but normally when I go to his place, I go 435 down around the south side of, of Kansas City and go into uh, Lenexa. This time I went north, I guess on 35, and went through downtown Kansas City. So I went across the. Uh, Missouri River Bridge into downtown Kansas City, and there was a big accident there. So I called 911. I'm on hold for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And I think to myself, the big two zero, huh? Oh, on for 911. I'm going like, did they take Thanksgiving off? Did they defund the police in Kansas City? And I'm thinking to myself, did you get a tree? Maybe I dialed the wrong. If this number. is an emergency. Please hang up. No, no. And call 911. No, no, again. no. No, they said they, there was a, the lady comes on. Hi, this is Kansas City Police. Uh, we, we, you know, something. We're we're taking an extreme number of calls right now. Hold on, and we'll be right with you. So I thought to myself, if I dialed the wrong to the right number, so I hung up and dialed it again. And once that I was on hold for like 15 minutes, and they never an- they never answered, never. I'm going like, you think the city of St. Louis is bad? Kansas City's even worse. So anyway, drove it all the way back, limped it home, and then and then fixed it up, and put a hundred thousand miles on it since. <laughs> Is that crazy or what? It's true, though. That's my five hundred dollar car, and uh, and uh, that's the one. Well, I, I was driving my three hundred dollar car when they when the the valet at Tracy's place told me to park across the street. I don't know if I believe that. Well, it's true. Matter of fact, here's okay. And it, 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 here's a guy that's going to tell you that it's true. And this guy okay. is here, here. Hey, Jim, come here, man. Hey, Shelly, it's me, Jim the Fish, and it's true. Shelly, she he really is true. The Brad, who, Brad's hoopty got kicked out of the parking lot at Real Talk 93.3. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> no, that's Mike. That's Jim. That's Jim Fish. Oh, right? thanks, Jim. 
Isn't that what his name is? Jimmy? Sorry, Mike. Jimmy, Mike Monkey? I'm sorry? Mike Monkey? Yeah, he's a Mike Monkey. Mike Monkey. Yeah. Okay, 6.42. It is BS in the morning. That's Anita with two Ts, A-N-I-T-T-A. A-N-I-T-T-A. And you know what? Listen to this. I found this. Are you ready for this, Shelley? I am. What a great song that is. I mean, It really is a good song, and I I love the remake. And and he, God, what a talented man! What a talented man! You know who was that? Frank Sinatra. <clears throat> that was that was old well, blue eyes. I knew that, but I mean, who's singing it now? Uh, a lady by name <laughs> Anita. <laughs> I just think I just said that. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Here's one of Shelley's fans. Here's one of her international international fans. Shelley, we listen online in our country. How do you say you got it going on, girlfriend? Rock on, sister. <laughs> I actually like those. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Man, Shelly, child. you are amazing. Well, that's How do you do it? Shelly, you are amazing. How do you do it? Shelly, you are amazing. How do you do it? Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say, you got it going on girlfriend? Rock on sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better than some of the things you've played about me. I'm sorry. It's so funny. <laughs> you shouldn't make fun of people with their accents, right? <laughs> I happen to love an accent. You know, I don't know if I can do the show love this morning. It. I don't know if I can do the show this morning. I, we, I may not be able to go past 7 o'clock. Why? I've been listening to some Simone Biles. I think I've got the same problem. I just, have, I, just, I, just, I just mentally can't get up for this show this morning. I just can't do it. I mean... I mean, I got to push these buttons and I got to move these pots around and have to, you know, use this mouse and click. You know, I have to left click. That right click thing's gotten real tough for me this morning. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't have to right click that many times, but I mean, it's enough to the point where, like, my right clicking finger, you know, it's like not, it's not doing well this morning. I, I, I... Man up. <laughs> Boy, she's taking some grief. And you know what? I, I'm not making fun of her. She's coming. Ooh. Simone Biles. Remember we talked about this yesterday? Oh, yeah. Now it's officially come out. I didn't know you had moved to her, but yeah. Yeah, it's officially come out. She's like, she's got, she just can't do it in her head. You know, she can do it in her body, but she can't do it in her head. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, and, and the, the thing that's interesting about it, who's who's the gal? And she got knocked out the, the um, Naomi Osaka, is that who it is? The, uh, the Japanese tennis star who who uh, wouldn't do the press interviews. And now the U.S., at first, the what, the USTA, the, the sanctioning body for tennis, was like, hey, you, that's part of your contract. And then they get pushback because people say, she's got some mental issues. You shouldn't be nice to her. And then all of a sudden they go, hey, you know what? If you want, don't want to do those interviews. I mean, think about that. I think we could take that to the next extreme. Okay, let's say you're in school. Let's say you're in high school and your teacher says to you, Hey, where's that assignment that was due today? And you can say, you know, um, I had some, uh, some, uh, I did some introspective thinking last night, and uh, I just, I just couldn't do that homework assignment, and I don't think I should get downgraded because I, I, I think I've got some mental issues, and I don't think I should be penalized because of the fact that I, I just couldn't do my homework last night. Or like, let's say, okay. let's say, let's say, you're three payments behind on your car, 
and you know the car cook, you know the the bank or the Ford Motor Credit calls up and says, "Hey, if you don't make your payment in the next ten days, we're gonna come put that on back of the hook and we're taking our car back." Ah, you know, uh, uh, I, I I've just had some issues and I I I just couldn't quite write that check to you guys, uh, you know, and and uh, I I I just have some I I just I have mental block. I just can't I I can't lick that envelope. It just, I, I think I just am mentally in, incapable of doing that. Oh, well, well, no problem. Matter of fact, not only will we not repossess it, uh, what year is that car? That's a 2019. Well, we'll drop a 2021 by, and, uh, you know, everything will be fine. Okay, thank you so much. Guess what? That don't happen. <laughs> you know. Guess what, what? That don't happen. <laughs> It'd be lovely if it did, though, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice? You could just say, like, I, I, I don't feel like doing that. You know, like end of the year, IRS says, okay, you owe us $10,000. Oh, I don't feel like sending you a check. I got this mental thing. Okay, fine, no problem. <laughs> we'll catch you next year. Right? Got me out of jury duty. <laughs> what, mental illness got you out of jury duty? No, cognitive <laughs> issues. Really? Yes. Seriously? That's yes. What you, that's what you said? Yes. <laughs> that says a lot for a show that doesn't. <laughs> Well, it says, BS. you know, what hold, do you have? It, do you have it. anything that would preclude you from, <laughs> you know, making a good decision and blah blah blah? And I said, I have cognitive issues. Okay, hold on. Let me let me hold, let me call this guy real quick. Hold on, let me call him. Let me see if I can get him on. I can get him on. Um, I'm get him on um, Skype here. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I texted you that promo. Can you do it for? Hold on. Here's Jimmy. He's gonna do the fight. You're listening to BS in the morning, the only show with one guy who's supposedly mentally ill and another person who has cognitive issues that got out of jury duty yes it's bs in the morning okay <laughs> just doesn't have the same effect <laughs> it's six fifty-seven. bs in the morning doesn't... i'm sorry <laughs> why are you laughing like you've been naughty doink <laughs> me who me Yes, you, Brad. Not, not me. I, 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 I'm. You know, I told, we we played the we played the foreign guy who who listens to the show, right? We played this guy. Shelley, we listen online in our country. How do you say you got it going on, girlfriend? Rock on, sister. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cute. Now we have the lady from Sweden who listened to our show. This is what she said about people who listen to our show. People are suffering. People are dying. <laughs> Yet yeah, she is one of the lucky ones. <laughs> I got a complaint. Nellie. I love Nellie. I got a complaint. I forgot to tell you about this week. A listener called me and complained about the Nellie version. We're playing. Um, what's his. What's. What's. The, my mind's blank. What's the one where, uh, you know, he talks about Plaza Frontenac. You know what I'm talking about? Where. Where. The, the album version has like all sorts of F-bombs in it and stuff like that. And there's That's a point... every one of his songs, Brad. <laughs> no, and where they go, you know, like they're smoking, you know, you know what. And yeah. there's whole lines missing out of the song because we had what's called the super clean version. <laughs> and oh, yeah. <laughs> there's like whole lines out of the song. They're just, just mixed out, you know, because we've got the, the version that it's the radio friendly version. Uh, by the way, man, that gets tougher and tougher. You know that song I played, the new one from um, a Dua Lipa that has like the the little rascals thing in it. 
Yes. She in the in the album version of that, you know, the regular version of that, she GDs like twenty times. Oh, I don't like that. G meaning, you know, you know me G D meaning, you know. Yeah, we all know what G D means. And I had to search to find a clean version of that song. I'm going like, okay, I don't think I'm going to edit out 20 GDs out of her song. And I'm going like, why would you do that? I don't quite get that. You know, I don't understand that. But, you know, a lot of stuff I don't understand. Um, which, which is just like, for example, yesterday, Shelly tries to convince me that there truly is an animal called a snuffagopolis or what, what, what's the album? Snuffleupagus. <laughs> there is. She tells me this. He's live on Sesame Street. Yeah, he right. has been for... <laughs> Since I've been a single digit. Okay, so how come I can't find it on Wikipedia? I looked it up. There's no such animal. <laughs> what? There is snuffleupagus. <laughs> no, there's not. Yes, there is, Brad. <laughs> Isn't that Don't like, getting... like Sasquatch, the Bigfoot thing? Like, you know, like. No. <laughs> okay, it's not. Okay. <laughs> okay, the Kansas City Chiefs thing. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this morning. Have you heard this new deal with the Kansas City Chiefs? No, I put I'm the, still trying to find the snuffleupagus. Okay, I put the, the, the fake post up the other day, and everybody went crazy. You put stuff on Facebook. You know, like, I mean, how, you know, Facebook must not look real closely because I put up fake news on Facebook, and everybody jumped on it. The fake news was, it was a tweet. It was a screenshot of a tweet who, by the way, who was sent to me by someone who I won't mention because if I mention her name, she'd get mad at me uh, because she wouldn't want to be associated with me having fun on, on Facebook, you know, fooling people. Uh, anyway, the tweet said that Johnny Mahomes left the Kansas City Chiefs training camp and he's not coming back until they change the name of the, the team, you know, which is like sort of like what they're doing with like the Kansas, you know, with, with Washington Redskins is now the Washington football team and Cleveland Indians will no longer be the Cleveland Indians. I'll be the Guardians and my, my ex-employee, um, who's now Joe Stud Fireman, Ben Dudley, told me that that was the reason for the Guardians, but it's two statues on the entrance to the uh, bridge in Cleveland or whatever. Okay, now the deal with Kansas City is they've got, a rid they got rid of war paint. You know who war paint was? I do not. A horse. They had a horse. And way back back in the day, they had a guy dressed up like an Indian chief on war paint, and war paint would run up and down the sidelines. I mean, this is a full-blown horse. And now they have like some, you know, some babelicious woman who's on the back of, of war paint, you know, running up and down the sidelines and stuff like that when they score a touchdown. And they've decided they're getting rid of war paint. War paint, the horse is gone. They're not going to do war paint, the horse. And you also know that if you show up in Kansas City, go to the Chiefs game, right? The Chiefs game, and you have like war paint on your face, you don't get in. Really? Yeah. If you had if you had any kind of Indian garb on, you had like a headdress or like like a woman like with a with a Barbara feather. Their jerseys. Well, <laughs> but the crazy thing about it is, yeah, it's okay if you have their jersey on, but don't show up with war paint on your face, and don't show up with an Indian headdress, or don't show up with a feather if you're a woman. Like you know, like what was the gal's name? Uh, Lewis and Clark, and what was her name? Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. Is that a real person? No. What was Sacagawea? Who was, who was the one who was with? Was it Sacagawea? Who was the one with Lewis and Clark? Sacagawea. Was it Sacagawea? Okay. Yes. And don't show up looking like Sacagawea. You won't get in. Even though she was in Missouri and she, you know, went along the Missouri River and probably went through right through Kansas City when they went up, you know, did the Lewis and Clark expedition. But you can't look like her and get into the Kansas City games. Sorry, not allowed. 
Okay, last night. Okay, enough of that. Okay. Okay, so we're moving on, right? Can I talk about Snuffleupagus real quick? Yeah, go (laughs) Go ahead. Okay, so he, Mr. Snuffleupagus, is a full-bodied Muppet character who lives with his family in a cave just off of Sesame Street. His species is Snuffleupagus, and he's also known for Snuffy for short, and, um... He's a real person, and he actually, his first appearance was November 15th, 1971, and his birthday is next month. But, hold, what's his species? Um, hold on, let me get You just that read one. that. It, so, in other words, his, his species is his name. Is Snuffleupagus, as well as his last name, yes. And that's his species? Yes. What's his first name? Aloysius. What's his first name? Aloysius. What's his middle name? He doesn't have a middle name. What's his blood type? Um, it, let me see. Hold on. Has he got the vid- his favorite foods are cabbage and spaghetti. God. And um, he <laughs> likes to drink sassafras tea. <laughs> and he's a big fan of opera music. And at one point, attended daily rehearsals of Metropolitan Opera House in New York City. Is that Where are you getting this from? Uh, the the ever omnipresent internet. God, listen to you. <laughs> do you think anybody listens to this show? <laughs> well, evidently they do because according to you, you get feedback all the time. I get the complaints about woman complains about me editing out parts of the the Nelly song, you know, because he goes and then he f bombs and, and although it does mention Plaza Frontenac, he talks about his Range Rover. His Range Rovers are wood or whatever the heck it is. Okay, hold on, you didn't believe me about this. Hold on, I got to find this. <laughs> oh, see, you know, I told you, this show is my therapy. This show truly is my therapy. <laughs> I don't have to pay to go to the therapist. Uh, I just show up and do this show, and I get all my crazy weird crap out on the air. Okay, hold on, let me find this. I'll find this. You don't believe me? What don't I believe? You don't believe? Hold on. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're going to pay hold, up? Hold, hold, be quiet, be quiet. Here, here we go. The voice of freedom. The voice of freedom rings loud and clear here. Real talk, 93.3. The voice of freedom. Hear it? Freedom rings loud and clear here. Real talk, 93.3. The voice of freedom. Here's another one. Hold on, I can find them. Hold on, hold on. Real talk, 93.3. Let me find another one. Here, here we go. I like that one. Let me try to do that. This is the voice of BS. It's 107.1. BS in the morning. How did I do? Did I do okay? This sounds beautiful. <laughs> you know, I got to hand it to Tracy. Who else can have not have a radio station and have have a Facebook, you know, page with like 2,000 likes and they've never been on the air before? How do they do that? How do they get 2,000 likes for a radio station that's never been on the air? You ever ask yourself that? That would be like, like me saying, hey. That would be me going... Let's see, do I care about that? <laughs> hmm. You don't care about that? No, I don't think I do. You Therefore, don't... I probably never would have thought about it. Okay. 
I just find it interesting. Okay, last night, St. Louis County Consul. Have you heard this crazy story with the doc, this Dr. Khan story? Have you heard the Dr. Khan story? No. Dr. Khan, uh, Dr. What's his name? Dr. Garza, who used to be like, Dr. Garza is our local Dr. Fauci. He used to be on TV every single day. He's the guy who was head of the task force or whatever, or the COVID task force. And, and what's interesting is, I don't realize this, he was in like um, the Army Reserve or something like that, and they called him up, and he's going to like Pakistan or someplace like that, or like Kuwait or something like that. So he's, he's gone. So they have Dr. Khan, K-A-H-N, who, interestingly enough, is an MD, but he doesn't have a license. He doesn't have a license to practice medicine in the state of Missouri. I'm not kidding. This is the guy. He's employed by the city, and temporarily he's also the county guy uh, for, for uh, you know, the county medical director. So he's now the city and the county guy. So they have the county council meeting last night, and they vote on 5-2 uh, to two, uh, to uh, overrule, uh, what's-his-face, Dr. Page's uh, mask mandate. So one of the people they had testify was Dr. Khan, and he got agitated. I mean, I've heard the, the audio. I've, I can't find it. Otherwise, I'd play it this morning. He got agitated because people are asking him questions. And at one point in time, one of the county council women actually says to him, so, I can't remember the word, exact quote, but she's saying like, hey, you need to cool off. We need to get you a glass of water because he got really agitated, okay? So as he's leaving the county council meeting last night, and he's walking out, he flips off the crowd. Okay. <laughs> Here's a doctor who's employed by the county. He gets questioned by the county council members, and he's not happy, and he flips off the people as he leaves. What do you think about that? It was probably his free time. <laughs> you don't have a problem with that. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's okay. What do you think, Brad? (laughs) What do you think I think about that? Oh, God. You know, you know, um, um, there was a time in my life when, uh, I tell you, my schedule was that I would get home about, uh, I think it was 1130. I'd try to get home at 1130 night. I wasn't doing the morning show. I'd get home at 1130 at night. And my, my, my secret, my secret, uh, uh, you know, uh, guilty pleasure was watching the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> That's funny. I used to love watching Jerry Springer. Am I the baby daddy? Now, what's crazy about that is, do you know the history of Jerry Springer? Um, I, I did it one time. But it's, it's escaped me since then. First off, he was the mayor of, I believe, Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken. Do you know that? I did not, know. Okay, he was the mayor of Cincinnati, and he got thrown out of office for something. I can't remember what it was. He did something, got thrown out of office. And then, and he's also an attorney. Did you know that? Did not know that either. Okay, and so he gets thrown out of, and he's like one of the youngest mayors in Cincinnati history. He gets thrown out of office. Then he decides he's going to reinvent himself, and he becomes a television newsman. And he worked at one of the TV stations in Cincinnati, and 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 he was like one of the most one of the most uh, one of the most famous TV people in Cincinnati. He was like top rated TV guy in Cincinnati. So then he starts the talk show, and 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 there are some classic episodes. There is one episode I saw. I wish I could find this. I tried to find this the other day. I could not find it. Where they have all these women, and like they bring out like woman after woman after woman after woman. 
And these are women who are paying, shall we say, to be entertained. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. They, what's, what's the term for dude? He's gigolo. Okay, he's a gigolo. Okay? And they're saying, oh, my God, he just treats me so nice. And, oh, my God, when I'm with him, I feel like I'm the only woman in the world. And, you know, you're... Ex- I feel so pretty. Right, right. And one woman after, you know, they bring it. Oh, here's Marianne. And Marianne's been with, you know, with this guy's name. Okay, they bring him. They bring, you know, so then they bring this guy out. And he's like five foot two, weighs like 380, and he's bald. And there are people especially there are women in the audience who are literally falling out of their chairs laughing so hard because once again you're expecting like Brad Pitt to walk out you know you're expecting like Rock Hudson your you know Ryan Reynolds or something like that oh my god you know this guy this must be a stud and he looks like like your weird old uncle you know who lives like down by the river in a van you know what i'm saying I do. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing because you have this expectation of like these women, oh my God, when I'm with him, he treats me so nice. Oh my God. And you would not believe how he makes me feel. You know, they're doing like that number. Like, okay, we got to see this guy. <laughs> he's like this. He, he sort of looks like, well, I won't say, he looks like that guy, Steve, in the radio business. But anyway. <laughs> shaking my head, shaking my head. <laughs> Hey, I can say things like that. You said shake the dew off the lily the other morning, so I can say things like that, right? Buddy, you never listen to the things I say. I always listen. And then when I do say something off color, you pick right up on that. Of Why course is that exactly? I do, because that's what I do best. I make fun of you. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. When we first started, like we're on day number three, and Shelly calls me up and she says, uh, Brad, uh, my daughter's mad at you. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> is this a true story or what? It is a true story. <laughs> my daughter's mad at you. Why is your daughter mad at me? I know your daughter. I've met your daughter. Your daughter's a nice woman. Well, she's mad at you. Why is she mad at you? Because you're making fun of me. I go, it's BS in the morning. That's what we do. We make fun of each other, right? You make fun of me. I make fun of you, right? Yes. Remember my old buddy, Randy Bluestone? Died way too soon. Wonderful guy. Amazing guy. He said, one of his quotes, I've told you the quote before, he said, the level of a friendship is how much S you can give each other. The more S you give each other, the better friends you are. Well, we must be best friends then. <laughs> because you never let up. It's 725. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She's Brad. Web address for the radio station. Actually, the morning show is bsthemorning.show. Uh, KSOQ is KSOQ.co. Westplex 107 is Westplex1071.com. Uh, crap is crap.website. Truly is a radio station called Crap, and we have it right here. And uh, that I get, and then, True and then, statement. morning show is bsmorning.show. Remember that? Remember Scott, Scott Dickhouse got mad at me? For? When I got the call letters of Crap. Yes, I remember. Remember that? that. He put it on his Facebook page that I was an idiot. <laughs> he sought those out. They were some, <laughs> some exotic well, port of call. On a oil tanker or something like that, wasn't it? No, the the story was we were going to we we're switching over to sports, and we were going to call it the sports zone. And I wanted to have the call letters of K K T S Z, the sports zone, K T S Z. And they were taken. There's this bizarre, weird story that once upon a time the FCC gave a block of call letters to the Coast Guard, and the Coast Guard used these call letters for ships. 
So there was, and the problem, I talked to the nice lady at the Coast Guard. She was very nice. And she explained to me that all the call letters, all the records for ships in the Coast Guard up until 19, I think it was 1961, were in books. They were handwritten books. And in 1961, in 1962, they switched over to computer. So if the call letters had been granted prior to 1962, she couldn't find them on the computer system. So the FCC database the database says that KTSZ, or yeah, TSZ, TSZ, the sports zone, was issued to the Coast Guard. And she said, she looked it up for me, very nice lady, for Coast Guard lady. And she says, I'm sorry, but that predates our computerized system. She says, we'll have to do a hand check on that. We'll have to go back and look at all the records manually. I go, how long would that take? She says, a year or two. <laughs> said, oh, what? A year or two. I heard what you said. <laughs> That's what she said. A year or two. So okay. here I'm trying to get callers for this radio station, and it's going to take a year or two. And I go, eh, I think I'll pass on that one. I go, how about, and I looked up, for grins, I looked up the, the call letters. Crap. Matter of fact, I think the smartest woman in the world said I should, that should be my second choice. So I, I, you know, that was also listed as issued to the Coast Guard. So I said, how about crap? And she goes, yeah, that's on her computer database. She says, there's only one problem. She says it was an oil, on an oil derrick in the Gulf of Mexico, and I believe it sank. But you'll have to call up the company that owns the oil derrick, and you'll have to, they'll have to contact me, and they'll, they'll have to send me a certified letter that, yes, the call letters of, that, of KRAP were issued to this oil derrick and that it sank and it's decommissioned. So I go, who's the, the contact person on the record? And she gives me a name. Well, the funny part of it is the guy's name she gave me at the time, he was like some like middle manager kind of dude at this oil company back mm-hmm. like in, in the 60s. Yeah. But then he became, he worked his way up through the ranks and he became the CEO of the company. And then he died. He retired and he died. So I called down to Houston, Texas. She gave me a phone number, still the right phone number. Operator answered the phone. I can't remember what name an oil company was. Big oil company. One you wouldn't know, but it was like big in oil exploration. You know, there's all these companies you you know, you haven't heard of that are the real ones that are out there pumping the oil and stuff like that. Yeah, there's always subcultures. Right. And so I call and lady, and I asked to speak to this guy because that's the name she gave me. And the lady was a little bit hesitant. Uh, who did you want to talk to? And I gave the name of the guy. And she goes, um, I'll have to have somebody call you back. So about an hour later, I get a call from the security department at this oil company, and the guy identifies himself. I'm so-and-so and so-and-so, and and I just want you to know I'm an ex-FBI agent. I go, why are you calling me? He says, why did you call our company this morning and ask for whatever the name was, this ex-CEO? I go, because the Coast Guard lady told me to call him. And he goes, well, explain to me what you're up to. And he's like very suspicious. And I said, okay, I'm a radio station guy and I'm trying to get these call letters. And here's what the Coast Guard lady, you know, and he says, could you give me the name and the, the, uh, the phone number of the Coast Guard person you talked to? Yep, here's her phone number, here's her name, whole bit. He says, I will call her and verify that you're not up to something. And he's like suspicious. And I'm like, because what happened was this was the former CEO of the company and he was dead. He died. You know, he was like up there in years, passed away. And apparently... They thought I was trying to scam them. I was trying to scam them out of something. I don't know what. So next day he calls me back, and he's really a nice guy. He goes, okay, yeah, you, you checked out. You know, you're, you're on the up and up. I go, well, here's what I need. I need this goofy letter. And he goes, well, I have to go to a legal department. 
I go, okay. So it gives me a name of the legal department. I contact them. And the guy was pretty nice. And I go, look, here's my, tell you my stupid story. Blah, 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 blah. And the guy goes, yeah, he says, I can look that up. And well, anyway, this oil derrick sank in the Gulf of Mexico in a hurricane. <laughs> so crap is the call letters for a former oil derrick that was sunk in the Gulf of Mexico in a hurricane back in the 70s or 80s or something like that. I, can't I still think that's cool. <laughs> so we have I do. The I crap think the whole, call. the whole moment, the whole... So, uh... so... We we the whole collection is just you were there. We un- we unveiled the call letters at the town and country fair. What was that 2015, 2016, something like that? And we put the yes, big signs did. on the front, the front, uh, the front uh, part of the radio station. Boy, by and boy, Ralph has really done a nice job with the station, don't you think? Looks great now, don't you think? Anyway, <laughs> he needs to mow the lawn. <laughs> no kidding. Anyway, so we put the signs up, and the next day. People are texting me going, like, oh, my God, did you see what Scott Dickhouse said about you? So there's this thing called, I grew up in Washmo, a website, or it's in like a Facebook page or something. Yeah, like, yeah. And he's just excoriating me. How embarrassing is this that the radio station here in, in Washington is called crap? <laughs> Dude, take a chill pill, you know? I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you don't have a sense of humor, you know? Didn't you ever watch WKRP in Cincinnati? What do you think KRP stood for? Crap. KRP. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. Yeah. Everybody knew that that watched WKRP. <laughs> a lot of people didn't. But... And, I'm, and, and I have found that I am a little bit of Jennifer, a little bit of Herb, a little bit of Les, a little and, bit of Bailey. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that show? Any, what? Anybody who's worked in the radio business can tell you who the people are that they work with. You know, so and so that was Herb. You know, <laughs> so um, and what was what was what was the general manager's name? Who his mother owned the station? What was her name? Uh, what was his name? Mr. Carlson. Mr. Carlson. Mr. Carlson. And then there's Bailey. And then yes. of course there's Les Nesman. <laughs> I work yes. with. I work with about four Les Nesmans. I one guy. And matter of fact, I think he finally retired. Couldn't have been a better news guy. Had this big, deep, beautiful voice. His name was Stephen Kaufman. But here we go again. We already had Bill Kaufman on the radio station, so we had to change his name. Once upon a time, the guy who's on Channel 9, who's been there forever, who is Patrick Mur- Patrick Murphy, his real name is, um, what's his real No, his real name is Patrick Murphy. No, I, what, no um, his real name his, his, yeah, his real name is Mike Murphy. We already had a Mike on the radio station. Can't remember. Anyway, we had Bill Kaufman on the air, so we couldn't have Stephen Kaufman. So he became Stephen Foster. Stephen Foster. And he was like one of these news guys that, like, he was like a Les Nesman type. I mean, he took his job real seriously. And great guy. Matter of fact, uh, last couple of years, I, I heard him. He was like a network news reporter for CBS. Like, whenever the, the what what'd you call it, when the stuff hits the fan, what do you call that again? The defecation contacts the rotary oscillator. Whenever that happened, he was there. Like I'm Stephen Kaufman reporting live from the, the 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 latrine that just blew up in Boise, Idaho. I'm Stephen Kaufman reporting live from the strip club that just had an explosion of bras in 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 Seattle, Oregon. See so, where you know. I bet you he has a collection <laughs> of. Um, so, can, never mind. Let me tell you, let me tell you the Stephen Foster story. This is tell like, the Stephen Foster story. Oh my God, this is so funny. He was one of these guys that he was like a cloud followed him over all around. I mean, no matter what happened to him, it was always bad. Nothing ever good happened to him. So at the time, he 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 
he wanted he wanted his goal in life was to own I believe it was um, Pontiac made they don't even make Pontiacs anymore Pontiac made like this little two door convertible I think it might have been a Tempest and they were very 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 rare. And his goal in life was, and he'd been bounced around the country working off all these radio stations. And he, his, he kept telling us, you know, I'm a real car guy. I don't want a Pontiac Tempest convertible. And he found one in St. Louis. Back in the day, it was in like the, 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 you know, the, the ads in the Post-Dispatch. So he goes and buys this thing. And it's like on the POS scale, it's about a four. You know what I mean? With mm-hmm. a 10 being like, you know, like rust bucket. So it wasn't you know, a super bad car, but it wasn't a great car. And it was rough, and it'd be repainted. It looked like somebody painted it with a roller, you know. And But yet, he was so excited. He had this Tempest, and it was always breaking down. So one morning, his wife took their other car, and he couldn't get to work. Uh, so his car wouldn't, the, the Tempest wouldn't start. He, he was He's using, like, a daily driver. So, so... God, this is funny. So he, he calls up the engineer at the station, Jeff, my good friend, and, and they live close to each other. And he says, Jeff, I can't get my car started. The battery's dead. Can you come by and jump me on the way into work? And Jeff says, yeah, no problem. I'll be by. So the car's in the garage, and it's up against the wall in the garage, and they can't get the jumper cables. Jumper cables aren't long enough for Jeff to pull up behind it and run the jumper cables in the garage. You know what I'm talking about? So I do. So Stefan says, and it's a stick shift car. Stefan says, let me put it in neutral. I'll take it out of gear, and I'll push it out of the garage. So he opens up, you know, op- uh, takes it out of neutral and opens the door and starts pushing against the, you know, the car from inside the door frame. You know what I'm talking about? Like sort of pushing against like the, the you know, like the, the seat of the car. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, so I understand. He pushes it out of the garage and the door is open. And unfortunately, there's a little bit of a downward slope on his driveway coming out of the garage. And as the car comes out of the garage, it starts to pick up speed. And it starts going faster. And, oh. and he can't stop it. And the door's open. He's like, and the door's open. And he's like sort of stuck behind the door. So the car, he gets away from the car because the car is like going down the driveway. And it's headed right for a tree. <laughs> okay, there's a tree in his front yard. And it goes off the driveway. And it's headed for a tree. And it misses the tree. Most of the car did. Except that the front door, the driver's door was still open. And the tree caught the driver's door and ripped it right off the car. Oh, dear. <laughs> so the front door of his car is on the front porch, a front lawn of his car, of his, of his house. And the car rolls down the driveway. And, and there's a little bit of a, a low spot. And it, I mean, it actually was out the driveway. It was in his front lawn. And a little bit of a low spot. And finally, the car comes to a stop before it rolls out into the street. And Stefan goes up over and picks up the door of the car and starts crying because Aww. his his dream car has not only not started that morning but he just ripped the door off of his car sniffle so for like weeks after that <laughs> being the nice supported air supportive air staff dudes that we were <laughs> we would do every single door reference around Stefan we could hey can you open the door for me <laughs> Hold the door, please. Right, hold the door. Hey, hey, Stefan, the elevator's here. I'll hold the door for you. <laughs> that is so funny. And he was, he was like, like this. Guys, it's not really funny. That was my dream car, 
And, uh, you know, once again, not only did it rip off the door, but it bent, you know, it, it broke the hinges and, and it sort of crunched up the front, front fender because when the thing, you know, when the door went backwards, it pushed it back into the fender and crunched the fender up. So anyway, that's the Stephen Foster story. How did I get into that? I don't know, but it was fascinating. Yeah, right. You're probably sitting there going, like, here's another stupid story that Brad tells. I love your blah, blah, blahs. I tell you that all the time. Your daughter, Tiffany, calls me up. One day she called me up. She says, you know, I tell you this, but my my dad, my mom really thinks you're a, a DS. I go, DS? What's that? She goes, well, D is a dumb. Uh, okay, I think I know what she was talking about. First of all, I, I don't think that. Second of all, I doubt Tiffany would call you and tell you that. Oh, she, her and I talk all the time. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She she called me up one day and she says, "Don't tell my mom, but I just won a second Daisy Award." Oh, okay, I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was very proud of it, and they made a big deal out of it, but it was not. It was it was not overly receptive with with her peers because it was her second one, and. That, nurses go their whole life with them never receiving a Daisy Award. That is, it is an interesting story. And, uh, you know, you know it's like, remember what I warned you about that? Yes. And, and I tried to pass it along, but <laughs> her being like her mother. And <laughs> I, I told you what was going to happen. And was I, and I'm not trying to say I told you so, but did I tell you so? You told me so. And was I right? Yes. Oh, I know that's painful for you to say, right? <laughs> 747. Shelly, would you believe if I told you that's one of my favorite songs? I would believe that, yes. Pitbull featuring Neo and Afrojack. What happened to Afrojack? Didn't they discontinue that brand <laughs> of cereal? No. <laughs> that was, uh, were, you, were you a cereal kid when you grew up? Did you? Did I was, you, yes. What, what was your favorite cereal? Um, probably Rice Krispies or Lucky Charms. I hate cereal. You do? Oh man, hate it. Is it a texture thing? No, I just, you know, I mean, you know, I, I you know, everybody makes fun of the way I eat, you know, find a well, broad, you, fried, fried. You dry do food. have the appetite of a toddler. I do. Well, six-year-olds, like we read the story about, you know, this. I, here, here's, here's the only thing I have in common with Warren Buffett. We both like fast food. Warren Buffett is one of these guys that he believes and he talks the talk and he walks the walk. He's an investor in Coca-Cola. He drinks like what's the story? Five, six, seven cans of full, you know, full strength Coca Cola, not Diet Coke, full strength sugar Coca Cola. He drinks. He eats ice cream for breakfast. My kind of guy. I've never understood breakfast food. To me, a pizza tastes just as good at six o'clock in the morning does does six o'clock at night. When McDonald's first opened up for breakfast, they had full menu. You could go in there at 6 o'clock in the morning, order Big Mac. Have, you know, and here's the thing. Big Mac, you know, remember it was a couple years ago. Hey, McDonald's now has breakfast all day long. And I go like, okay, why don't they have lunch all day long? Why can't I go in there? Why, is it, you know, why can I go in there at noon and order like a Egg McMuffin, but I can't go out there at 6 o'clock in the morning and order a Big Mac? Why is that? I don't understand that. I think that's wrong. You can do it. At, Did you tell them about it? You can do it at, at 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 Steak and Shake. You can do it at White Castle. You can do it at Jack in the Box. You know, six o'clock in the morning, hamburger, great, tastes great. Who wants that breakfast garbage? Put him in the. What? What now? What did you say? I said, 
who wants that breakfast garbage? And you said... That's not what I said. And then Joe said to Shelly... Bend down and whisper in my ear. And then Shelly went... Doink. And then that guy from India said... You're such a baby. Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say... You got it going on, girlfriend. Rock on, sister. <laughs> that's funny. You think that's what the they're the, these people that are calling and spamming people on um, the telephone? You think that's that? That's exactly what that is. Can we can we all get along? Can we can we get along? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold it. Here's the English lady. Here's the UK lady. Shelley, you are amazing. How do you do it? <laughs> have you ever one of the guys who is it that that does the one of the morning show guys he makes you can't do it anymore because you get arrested for this now but he makes prank calls and he has pre-recorded snippets that he plays for the people that's the phone and he plays these snippets you ever heard this before no oh my god it's funny I find it. It's just almost as funny as as when the the guys at at when uh, and Howard Stern show they used to call all the trading stations. You know this story? No. They would call all the radio stations all over the country. If you go on, if you go on, if you go on YouTube and you type in Howard Stern Tradio, T R A D I O, KLPW used to have a show on for like I think it was like eleven to noon or something like that, where it's like swap. Some radio stations still have it. Swap shop. Where you get on on the on the on the radio, it was funny because one of the young guys at the time he was in college, one of the young guys that worked for me at the time, and real interesting guy, you know, like you know, like very dry sense of humor. One day he says to me, he says, "Hey Brad, you know what the young people call tradio on KLPW?" I go, "No, what?" He says, "eBay." <laughs> you know, the idea of being now would be like Craigslist. So anyway, Howard Stern had these guys who would call, and because of the fact that, you know, all these radio stations were streaming their signal, they would call and they would record the stream. In other words, they'd find out all these predominantly little small-town radio stations that had a tradio show, like a swapping, chopping, you know, trading corner kind of show. You know, I got I got a, a, a duck and I got a shotgun that only got, it's a two-barrel shotgun, but the one barrel doesn't work, and it's only $25, that kind of stuff, Okay. So these guys would call up, and they would put on these crazy voices, and they would start off straight, and then they would go sideways. And and they would say some things that, shall we say, were borderline obscene, but not quite, you know, if you knew what they were saying, you're going like, I can't believe they just said that. You know what I mean? They were using, like, terms that were somewhat shrouded in obscurity. You know what I'm saying? They were being colorful. Well, but they were going into like the Urban Dictionary and pulling up terms that if you were like of the Urban Dictionary ilk, you would know what they were talking about, but the average person wouldn't. And and they would describe these things they were trying to sell. And it got to the point where it got so bad on KLPW that every call, and then it, it caught on because all these DJs around the country started, hey, let's do like Howard Stern. So like it got to the point where KLPW, when they do their trading station, every call was a fake call. Every call. So Diane Jones gets real mad one time. She gets on the air. I'm going to sue you people. We're going to track you down and sue you. We're going to sue you. We know it's you, Howard Stern. We're coming after you. We're coming after you. <laughs> it was- and how did that work for her? 
I think they finally gave up. It wasn't fun anymore. And they, they finally stopped the show. They don't, don't, they don't do show anymore. Now they play. Now they play Americana music. They talk like that. Rockin' yeah. Americana. Rockin' Americana. We're rockin' Americana, and we sound like we're mad, and we are, because nobody listens to us anymore. That's why we're mad. We used to have listeners. Now we don't. Because we changed our format. Right. We don't do Tradio anymore. Shelly, it's been we fun. We don't do Tradio anymore. Talk I'm to you sorry, tomorrow. what? It's been fun. Talk to you tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. It is that time. Everybody have a great day. Hey, what? What's the day today? It's hump day. Hump day. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. Um, it's been a slice of heaven as usual, Brad. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Shelly, three Peace. words. You know what three words are? What's that? Sell, sell, sell. 758. <laughs> Bye, Brad. <laughs>